Good morning and welcome to Jesus for Real Life. If this is your first time joining us, Jesus for Real Life is a show about Christian women for Christian women, and we are all about what it means to live life as a Christian woman in a secular world. And I'm so excited. I have got some really great guests, some great friends and great guests in the studio with me this morning. So first of all, I want to introduce you to Miss Betty Cornette, and she and her lovely husband, Tim, um, are missionaries, and they have Cornette Ministries. And so I also have with us Miss Abby McNeil. You probably won't hear from Miss Abby too much, but I'm going to have Abby on in a couple of weeks. And so she's just kind of hanging out in the studio with us today, seeing how things go, what we're doing, and what it's all about. But um, Miss Betty and I are just going to really share some cool stuff today about her mission work in Bulgaria. So why don't you just just jump in and tell everybody all about you and, and Brother Tim? Well, we got married in 1963. I was praying for God to send me the right one, and he did. He came to our church. I'm from Livonia, Georgia. And he came to my church and and had the revival for two weeks, and it was one of the best that the church had ever had. Oh, I'm sure. He's such an awesome speaker. He, He was 23, and I was 19, and I was the pianist at the church of course Mm -hmm. and I was singing and so it didn't take long for us to hook up with each other because we just loved God with all of our heart and we both were looking for the one that God would bring to us now was it love at first sight it was it truly was I love that that is so cool it truly was and we got married in three months oh my goodness after that Yes. Wow. And then we Abby, started. don't listen to that. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> it, it, but we're going on be 60 years now. Wow. That is just, that is, you, you know that when you, when that happens, when you've known each other for three months and you get married yes. and you've been together 60 years, that yes. was God. That, that was God. It was. Yes, absolutely. It was. So uh, it was a very um, adventurous start for us because he had a, scheduled uh, all the revival meetings for the next year so we just had a, about a two-day honeymoon and we just went right to the churches and and we started uh preaching and singing and and we went for a year and uh then we both well he first told me he said we're not gonna just be uh preaching in america he said i, I know that god has called me to missions this was the first year wow and so i told him you're like I, what did i get myself into no uh-uh no 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 you i were said, ready lord whatever you've told him i want you to tell me oh goodness and so uh it, it didn't take me but just a day or two of praying that i knew exactly that this was what the lord wanted us to do and so we had planned and and uh we sold our car sold everything we had and um and went and got traveler's checks back then. That's the way it worked. And uh, and just had a little money, you know, and, mm-hmm. and had a few contacts along the way. And my goodness, God just showed up and just made miracles happen. And we were just um, on cloud nine. We just, we just wanted that to never end, you know. So we stayed seven months in mm-hmm. Europe, in uh, Germany and in England and, and all in between. We traveled with a little uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, and, goodness. And so I drove most of the time. But anyway, it was a, a absolutely uh, confirmation to us that God was really in control of our ministry. We had pledged one thing I need to back up. The first 
camp meeting that we went to together, and they gave out the pledge cards for Now, talk missions. about, before you go any further, what's, explain what a camp meeting is. Oh, a camp meeting is when all the pastors in a state, or it can be in a whole region, it, just whatever you want it to be, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is back in the 60s, you know, and uh, the uh, pastors that we knew and had already gone to their churches and everything, uh, you just get together and, and they just have preaching about three times a day, Bible study, and, and at night they have an evangelistic service, and, and it's just a wonderful time. And it's know. only preachers, or could anybody go? Oh, no, anybody could okay. go. Okay, Anybody could go. And uh, it, it was, in those days, it was the place to be. Because God spoke to people's hearts and lives, and lives were changed, and ministries flourished when they were under that kind of anointed preaching, you know. And so they gave out the cards the, for a pledge card, and the first year we was married, we only made $1,000. Oh, goodness. Yes. But now that was in the 60s, so in the 60s. things were a little different. Gas All was we, Gas was about... 10 cents a gallon back then, wasn't uh, it? A little bit more than that. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe 50 cents. There you go. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I thought, well, that's really stepping out by faith to say that we could do $1,000, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we decided that uh, the Sunday morning offering in every church that we went to would go toward our missions uh budget thing, okay you know okay you might just say our savings you know we had a savings that was missions you know gotcha okay. and so uh we started saving our money and in three months time we had played that paid that pledge off and that kind of faith and seeing how god blessed us in that we knew and we found out later we had broken the spirit of poverty over our ministry wow and that's never awesome. again did we have to just to say, Lord, we can't, we can't, we can't pay do this, it. or we can't pledge this. It was all the way for us. Every everything God told us to do and still do, uh, we say yes, Lord. We've never said no. We can't do that. No, we always say yes, Lord. We're well, ready to go. Yeah, and you, and you have to be careful to not quench the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you. I know, you know, I've raised children, you've raised children, and when our children do something wrong, we punish them. Mm-hmm. I don't want God punishing me because I didn't listen to him. When God right. says go and do, mm-hmm. or God says spin this or do whatever, and I'm I'm not going to sit back and go, mm, no, no, I don't think I can do that, God, mm-hmm. and, and sit back and then wait for that punishment. No, if God tells you to go and do, you need to go and do. That's right. And there's some women listening right now, uh, Cindy, that that spoke into their spirit, that's speaking into their spirit right now, that you can break that spirit of poverty. Absolutely. You can. You can. You can do all things through Christ. But it's it's obedience. It is obedience to Christ. Absolutely. 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 Obedience is better than a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And all we have to do is just understand that money is for movement. Yes, it's yes. for movement. It's not for us to stick up and say, well, I got this. I'm going to save that for a rainy day. I'm not saying that you shouldn't plan for your retirement and all right. those kind of things. Right, you have to be things, fiscally you know. sound. Absolutely. That's right. But don't forget God in the middle of any of your finances. Don't forget God because he is the one that when you give your tithe and offerings, they may not know what tithe is, some of you, but that in the Bible it was 10% of mm-hmm. what you made. And uh, we've lived on that 
ninety uh, percent. Yeah. yeah, you, and it's amazing because I know even my husband does. Um, you know, we um, go to Harvest Fellowship Church, which you you know you go there with us as well. But you know, Bill talks about on on Sunday mornings. He always before the offering, he talks and explains a little bit different biblical passages that talk about tithing and not storing up treasures on earth, mm-hmm. but to store up your treasures in heaven. And it's amazing that people don't understand. I've had so many people say to me, "I can't afford to give ten percent." And my answer to that is you can't afford not to, because what's going to happen is, first Mm -hmm. of all, God's going to take, that's his, all of our money, Mm -hmm. no matter how much money we make or whatever we have, a hundred percent of it belongs to God. Yes. So he's going to let us keep 90% of it Mm -hmm. if we're faithful with the 10%. Mm -hmm. And if you're not faithful with that 10%, he's going to get it some way, Mm -hmm. or let's put it this way. You're going to lose it some other way, Yes, right. whether it's a car that breaks down Mm -hmm. or, you know, something that happens, you something happens in your life that's going to cost you money that had you put that money in the offering plate that, you know, you might not have had this bill Mm -hmm. highly likely. And, but you know, God will take that 90% that's left over Mm -hmm. and just make it overflow. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. I want to jump forward to a miracle about how uh, finances worked in our missions work in Bulgaria. Absolutely. Jumping forward. We're talking about, uh, We've been over there for over 35 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, this happened back in 2003, I believe it was, when we were building our campus for the uh, children to come to summer mm-hmm. camp. And we had conferences there, ladies' conference and marriage conferences, music, all that kind of thing. And we were building it, and, and it was all a work of faith. It was all faith. We had no money when we started the building. And uh, so Tim has been a man of faith. I mean, he's oh, absolutely truly just a mm-hmm. man of faith. And uh, and I have learned so much uh, in the in the Lord's work as we've traveled together and, and ministered together. But uh, the at the end of the building, we came down to the point that they said that we could not have a electrical. Uh, hole like you might say in mm-hmm. front of the building for electricity we were going to have to have our own power station gotcha that wow. was not told to us in the beginning it was not in the budget and that's not cheap it was a surprise you know at the end of the the deal and uh so uh they said we it's twenty thousand dollars and we wow. can't order it until you pay for it oh my goodness and so uh we had somebody there at the visiting from the states and uh you know, they were had been supporting our ministry greatly, you know, through the years, and they were there. And so we just uh, kind of told them the situation we were in, and he said, don't worry about it. He said, when I get home, I'll send you the money, and when you get home, you can raise it and pay me back. And, you know, so that, well, that said, boy, that was simple enough. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that was great. And so they left, came home, and... So I sent an email the next day just said, this, this is just to tell you, reminding you that we are pra- praising God for answering the prayer. And we thank God that you were here and you know the need and what it is. That's all I said. I said, we're praying for God to bless you all financially. You know? Right. Okay. So a week goes by, nothing happens. Two weeks goes by. Three oh, dear. Weeks, and I told him, I said, I knew that was too easy. <laughs> As if, if it sounds too good to be true. It probably is. It probably is. So anyway, uh, we're, we're talking to Tina, our daughter. She's at home. She's taking getting the mail for us mm-hmm. and opening the uh, donations and stuff that come in. 
and uh so she said she saw this this envelope that was not like one of our envelopes that people send in it was like a thank you note that's, gotcha. that's the small little mm-hmm. note and she thought it was a thank you note of some sort and she she pitched it over into the box that was not needing to be open at oh dear her dime oh no and so we told her when we uh called i said tina i said we're waiting for god to do a miracle here and i said so if you've got anything that you know don't look don't lose any mail i said don't lose any mail or anything i said i don't know how this is gonna happen it may be a phone call i don't know but be waiting because god has got to answer prayer because we didn't come this far you know, for right. nothing, for for this building not to be finished. Exactly. I mean, you know, we knew we was holding on to our faith, and uh, that um, four days late song that I sang that that really touches us right now. You know, to think about if mm-hmm. you don't have the faith, you know, <laughs> that 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 gets you in trouble every time. But we were standing on the word all the time, so. She calls us about three days after that, and she said, Mother, are you sitting down? And I said, yes, I can. And <laughs> I will, I down, yes. I sat down. I said, tell me, Tina, what are you talking about? She said, Mother, she said, I went back through the box, and she said, I had not opened this little card. It looked like a thank you note or something. didn't look like it was important. And she said, I opened it up, and she, and she read the name out, and she said, do you know these people? And I said, oh, yes. Well, we know them, but... It's been a long time since we've heard from them. I said, I don't even know where they live now. I said, why are you asking about them? She said, Mother, she said, I opened it up, and here is a check for $20,000. So this was not the people that had promised you the money? Oh, no. Oh, Oh, my goodness. No. Wow, the Lord does provide. See, yes, he does. We, when we do it our way, we were asking, see, this mm-hmm. man. We asked him. We took it into our own hands. Right. And we said, we've got a problem here. Can you help us solve it, you see? Wow. And we did like we thought it ought to be. Mm-hmm. And then when that door closed, I told Tim, I said, it's not going to work that way. I said, that God's door's going to be open, and mm-hmm. God's going to send it to whomever he speaks to. Isn't that amazing? So we, you know, you touched a little bit when you're talking about some of the stuff in in different countries that you've been in about revival. And I know you and I wanted to talk about revival because there is such a movement going on in our country right now, which is just absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, the first thing, of course, everybody's talking about is Asbury. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that has just been such I've you know, I know that right now they're probably in their 14th day. Um, and that is a college um, at Asbury, Asbury College in Kentucky. In Kentucky yeah. And, you know, they started off one Saturday or Sunday morning with a 10 o'clock worship service. And they just, the kids, I mean, these are college students. Yes. And they wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And they just kept going and going. And, and um, the last that um, I know Bill and I have been following it pretty closely, watching it on YouTube. If you go on YouTube, not YouTube TV, if you stream, but YouTube itself right. and just Google Asbury College, you can follow literally live some of it. That's and good. they have kind of um, I don't want to say they've closed it down because, again, we don't want to quench the spirit, but they're kind of trying to focus a little bit differently security wise and everything else. And they're allowing the students, it's it's students like um, high school and college students are the primary focus of who they're allowing in the auditorium now. Mm-hmm. And just what a movement. And it broke out in 20 or 30 other colleges. Mm-hmm. Lee College over in Cleveland, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, or Cleveland, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and um, Texas A&M, and some of the, you know, some big name schools yes. have just, that are not Christian schools. 
These right. are, you know, these are secular schools right. that have just broken out. And, you know, my personal opinion on revival like that is these are our young people. These are our future. That's where we need yes. revival to start. Yes. Yes, we need it to start and, you know, with our young people and, and college is such a, you know, historically mm. is such a place that you can, you know, it can turn you, yes, you know, as a, you know, really going into, I mean, how many people do we know about all the college parties and mm. students that go through hazing and die over yes, alcohol poisoning yes. and then, you know, just the enemy getting in there, but to see these colleges that are having a breakout of Christianity. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, talk a little bit about, I know you've seen revival in some of the countries that you've been in. Mm-hmm. That was Bulgaria, because when the wall fell uh, in Berlin in 1989, we were in there right before that happened, and there was nobody was talking about it. There was nothing, nobody had any idea that that wall was going to fall. Wow. And so when communism fell, there in Bulgaria, there were no evangelical churches at that time that were able to be what you might say above ground. Uh, out in the open because out they were the persecuted open. or killed? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. They, they didn't allow it. No wow. churches were allowed except the Orthodox Church. They stood up to communism, and if it weren't for them, that would have been a real bad situation for that country. But anyway, the Orthodox Church held their ground, and then when we came in— then they knew Americans were there, and so some of the pastors that were underground, uh, I, I remember one, uh, his name was Mitko, and, and, and Miro, I mean, and uh, he, he was uh, just fired up about revival. And he knew that there was going to something was greatly going to happen because they haven't had services at all for the last 70 years they wow. were in communism. And so... Uh, he said, uh, he told Tim, he said, we can rent the theaters, we can rent the Culture Palace Hall. And so we, we were just all fired up. And Tim said, go for it. Said, you, you get the advertising out, you do all the logistics for preparations. And he said, I will call home and I'll get the money and have it sent and we'll pay for everything. And so. God is so good. The biggest place in in Sofia was the Culture Palace, and it had about three big rooms in it. And we took the one that was 5,000. It wasn't that we didn't believe for more, but we didn't want it to be half empty or any of that. So Tim just just decided 5,000 would be enough. Anyway, it was filled up. We went three days. Wow. and, And it was heaven on earth, and people were coming to the Lord at one night, the last night, everyone in the whole building repeated the sinner's prayer and, and came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, their wow, personal Savior. That's awesome. And from that, it burst out into just churches all over Sofia and all over the country. And, uh, and, and it was true revival. You know it's true revival, too, when Tim just mentioned several things about alcohol because that was a terrible thing out there. Everybody was drinking in Bulgaria. Mm. Everybody was smoking. It, drugs weren't as much then, because, back then. But, and people came in wheelchairs, and they went home pushing those wheelchairs. Let me tell you, Cindy, it was a miracle. They had cigarettes as big as this room. We had cigarettes. They threw over the fence, you know. Oh wow! And uh, the thing about it is, when it came to the canes and the and the uh, uh, walkers and things like that, uh, they they just 
threw them over the, and they had uh, crutches. Mm-hmm. That was most of them because most of them just had crutches. So you had people who were healed. Healed, delivered, wow. mm. and set free completely. So that was revival, and that was the window. That was the window right there that we had, and we knew it. And out of that revival, that is when all these young men were saved and called into the ministry women called to sing and musicians that were called and uh that were out in the world you know and so they all came to that meeting and all of them were saved and the lord speaking to them and and now there's true revival in bulgaria uh with all these young people that are in the churches that is absolutely amazing and you know and and i wanted um if you're listening, if you've been tuning in, you're listening to uh, Jesus for Real Life, and I'm your host, Cindy Daves, um, and I've got um, Sister Betty Cornette in the studio with me today. I'm so excited, and Sister Betty, I'm going to ask you to come back next week, and you, there's a story I want you to tell, and we've only got probably about four or five minutes left this um, this morning, but there's a story that I want you to tell that I know is going to take 20 minutes, because I've heard you tell this story yes. before, <laughs> so I'm going to have you come back next week, but I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit, because I, you said you you said something just a minute ago. And I want you to expound on it, and because I I know that there's there are people listening right now that don't know the Lord is their Savior, mm-hmm. and you said that they prayed the sinner's prayer. Explain what that means to someone, and and how easy it is to yes. to to know you're going to go to heaven when you pass. That's right. That's right. And I'm telling you right now, the Lord is moving in miraculous ways, and we know that that the sinner's prayer is just opening up your heart i i think about that song come into my heart lord jesus Mm -hmm. come Come into my heart heart today today. come in to stay come into uh and we pray Mm -hmm. so opening up your heart your whole your your mind your heart your life your your tongue your ears every part of your being you dedicate that to the Lord, and you ask the Lord to come into your heart. And the main thing is, Lord, forgive me. Absolutely. Because John three sixteen is just about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that when he uh, started off for me. For God so loved God the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his son. He's mm-hmm. a giver. God is yes. a giver. And that's what we're supposed to do too. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, and you are a whosoever. whosoever that's, every, that's, that's anybody. Everybody, any color, any race, mm-hmm. any person. It's, it's whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting, everlasting life. life. And Absolutely. there's only two ways. Only two ways. One is heaven and the other is hell. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we ask everyone out there right now, where are you going to spend eternity? Mm-hmm. That's yes. a hard question. And I hope and pray that you can just invite Jesus to come into your heart. Do you want us to pray right now? Absolutely. Yes. Lord, we thank you today for giving us this opportunity to speak through the radio to the women that are listening, to the men, the young people. It doesn't matter. It's all because that you died on that cross for us that mm-hmm. day. You died for our sins. Yes, Father, thank you. And, Lord, we thank you that, you, that by your stripes that you took on your back, we were healed. And we just want to... 
just in their mind right now, visualize just sitting at the bottom of the cross and just kneeling down before the cross. Leave all of their sin. Leave all of their burdens. Mm -hmm. Leave it there. Leave it there because Jesus died for that. He said, it is finished. That means that he's done everything he's going to do. And all you have to do is just look to him. His grace will, is sufficient for every need. He will meet you there at the cross, and he will give you the strength to live the Christian life. Lord, we just pray that they will find a good church, find someone that they can talk to. And I'm sure Cindy is available to talk to you uh, to to them anytime they want to call so lord we just ask blessings upon all the families that are listening and we give you the glory and the praise and thank you lord for cindy having this vision for this program because i know lord you are pleased and in jesus name we ask it amen amen and definitely we do want to thank you for joining us today and if you want to reach out to me you can reach me i'll give you my phone number it is 828 Three six one nine seven eight three. You can text me or call me. You can also email me at jesusforreallife at gmail.com. And if you have a prayer request or you have a need, you want somebody to pray with you and pray that sinner's prayer with you, then you just give me a call and I will absolutely do that. And on behalf of Sister Betty and Sister Shelly, I just want to, or I'm sorry, Sister Abby, Sister Shelly's your mom, uh, Sister um, Abby, we just want to thank you for being with us today. And I encourage you, as Sister Betty said, find a church, take some time for yourself, get some respite for you as a woman, because we're taking care of everybody else. Take some time for yourself. And I hope that it means that you'll find yourself in a church on Sunday morning. And until next week, I am Cindy Davis, and this is Jesus for Real Life.